G'day humans, what's the word? Chris and Alex here for a bit of a delayed uh, edition of The Wrap. But uh, Alex, we've got something a bit different this week. Uh, you're multitasking? So, to be perfectly honest, uh, the missus is out. She's actually gone up your way. Well, a bit further than your way. She's gone to Rockhampton for a week. Ooh. And I couldn't get the time off work to do it so i'm just a bachelor as soon as eliza left <laughs> wait until she hears this podcast no no she knows she knows all right you're gonna batch it up but you're a monogamous bachelor all right okay okay and as soon as she left i was like all right we're gonna do all the things that she doesn't enjoy me doing so i ran to the bathroom shaved my beard into a mustache put on my ugly Hawaiian shirt and set the switch up into the lounge room. And now, ladies and humans all around uh, the listening world, I am going to be playing a wrestling game on the switch whilst we record this podcast. Oh, God. And it is called Wrestling Empire. It is the craziest fucking wrestling game I've ever played where it's basically a free roaming wrestling game. You just got to get to your match on time. You've got to sleep. You've got to shit. You've got to piss. And yeah, people can die. You can, <laughs> you can take painkillers, but if you take painkillers, you're at a higher chance of dying. Um, you can take steroids to get your stats up. <laughs> and the best part about this game is they've got wrestlers that are obviously based on real wrestlers, but they couldn't use the names. So if I was to tell you, there's a wrestler here, kind of looks like my dad. He's a larger dude and his name is Aftershock. Hmm, I wonder, would that <laughs> yeah. be uh Earthquake? Definitely is. <laughs> what if there was a Scottish wrestler with long black hair and a beard called Scotland? <laughs> what? Scott oh, oh. Land. Is this, um, Loch Ness? <laughs> No, this is Drew McIntyre, obviously. Wait, 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 wait. Scott Land? <laughs> you went for Drew McIntyre? Well, he's he's from Scotland. Uh, um, I, I, uh, mean, I mean, without our uh, one we did off air, <laughs> that's sort of the era I was thinking. Yeah, no, no. Trust me, it's all over the shop. But then there's this wrestler. I don't even need to describe what he looks like to you. This is his name. Hal Coogan. Now, say, say that real quick. Hal Coogan. Hal Coogan. Hal Coogan. Hal Coogan. Yeah. And then there's another one. Uh, his name is Matt Showman. Put those words together. Macho man. Uh, this sounds interesting. Uh, on the Switch, you said? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, there's also my favorite wrestler. His, uh, his name is Coda, and it's just Cody Rhodes. Oh, I thought you were going to say Conan. No, no, he is in here. His name is Emil Tequila. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also a, there's a Japanese promotion, and oh, there's goodness. some Japanese legends in here, such as uh, Sam Handsome. <laughs> Stan Hansen. Uh, there's Thunder Tiger. <laughs> Jushin Liger. <laughs> A Flying Feline. Uh, Tiger Mask. Yeah, very good. You're doing well. Um, oh, this one's easy. Anton Chin. Uh, Anton Chin Oki. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> Fucking making fun of the legend's chin, but yes, it was legendary. Uh, Mutox. <laughs> <laughs> what if Mox and Muta had a love child? What if there was a Japanese wrestler called Rain Man? Who could that be? He oh, has blonde okay, hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't have a visual, so I'm just pieces yeah. together in my mind. Yes. Um, fuck, there's so many good ones. Uh, Slick Dude. In uh, He's got a mustache. Um, Slick Dude? Oh, Rick Rude? Yes. Yeah, I'm just going through the promotions now. Uh, Gorilla Grundy. That's King Kong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good one too. Uh, Luke Cannon. Uh, Luke Cannon, Brian Pillman? Yes, very good. <laughs> uh, Mike Shawshot. Mike Shawshot. Sean Michaels. <laughs> okay. That's not the best one, but yeah, no, the, I could go on all day. There's Yogi Beard, and it's just DDP. Um <laughs> <laughs> Slam Dunk is Sam Punk. <laughs> um, Frank Incensed is Scott Steiner. Oh, where's the? Oh yeah, my actually probably my favourite is Petrol. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> that does sound like an indie gimmick from Australian wrestling in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, Petrol. Uh, or how about a dude called Sam Moa, and it's just Rikishi. Oh, I was going to think it was Umaga, Samoan bulldozer. No, he's uh, called Apocalypse in this because Apocalypse in Samoan is Umaga. Okay, well, that makes sense then. Yeah. Oh, man. I must is ask, great. is Suzuki in this? Yes. His okay. name is Minotaur, for some reason. Wait, wait, wait. He's Minotaur. That yes. instantly brings up the image Mantor. in my mind. Well, yes, Mantor, uh, El Matadores, uh, Black Taurus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who do you think Jock Laser could be? Bork Laser? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Jock Laser. Uh, Jock Laser, yeah. 
Who do you think Trojan Force is? <laughs> I mean, there's a certain brand. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is Roman Reigns, obviously. Romans and the Trojans. Um, Fair enough. Oh, fuck me. Um, oh, there's not just wrestlers in here. There's like, there's a Donald Trump in here. Uh, there's a Sylvester Stallone in here somewhere. Hang on. Oh, it's in the Hollywood section. All right, let me pull up Hollywood. Uh, there is, yeah, Stone Malone. <laughs> uh, Original G. And Original that's Mr. G. That's Mr. T. Okay. Um, yeah, Wally Stacks is Donald Trump. Um... Who else we got in here? Oh, Rusty Rose. Who could Rusty Rose be there, Chris? Uh, did he have uh, some hot times at the bear? If you weedle, yeah. Um, who else is there? Jerk, Ho- Jerk Hoffman. That is Andy Kaufman. Okay, I wouldn't have got that one on the name. No. Oh, who could Redneck Rostein be? Redneck Rostine. Uh, I'm going to have to pass. That is Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Terrible renaming of the, uh, the man there. Yeah, Blockbuster. That is not Buff Bagwell's finisher. That is Dwayne Johnson in this game. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Mac Bison. That is Mike Tyson. Mac. The Mac Bison. Yeah, so on, there's two versions of Sting in this game. There's Surfer Sting, who is Venom. Obviously Venom. And then there's Crow Sting, and his name is Vulture. Why Vulture? I don't know. know. Because Crow. Because Crow Sting. Crow, Vulture. Yeah, I guess. Ah, oh, Nico Moron. That is Shinsuke Nakamura. Wait, wait, wait. Nico Moron. Yeah. Is... Nico Moron. Okay, so we already had the uh, the Rainmaker. Is Tanahashi in here? Yes, he is. Uh, his name is Tanned Hihachi. Tanned Hihachi. Yeah. <laughs> okay then, that's a bit odd, but uh, yeah. Right. Um, Calvin Steam. Kevin Steam. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, okay. Um, fuck me! It's such a ridiculous game. Uh, who is uh Cliff? Uh, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? His his, uh, tag team partner is called Gabriel. Gabriel uh, is a word used for an angel found in Christian... um, Found in Christianity. Yes. So, Edge is cliff. Cliff. Because it's the edge of a cliff. 
and Gabriel is Christian. Um, go back to Sexton Heath. <laughs> yeah, so, Sexton Hardcastle. A uh, Hardcastle, that's it. Ah, uh, fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Tanned High Hachi. Fucking hell. This game's just so just ridiculous. Uh, Dragon Ryan. Dragon Lee? <laughs> no, that's Daniel Bryan. Wait, wait, wait. Dragon Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, it's American Dragon. Fair enough. Um, I have no idea why he's called this, but Ghetto Child is Taz. Ghetto okay. Child. Taz. Oh, Air Miles. Who is Air Miles? Is it uh, the former Air Styles? AJ Styles? Of course it is. Of course it is. But I think we've sort of, uh, yeah, we've sort of run the gamut here. I, I really want you to get this game and play it on stream. What's it called? Wrestling Empire. Wrestling Empire. Okay, I'm having a look at it now. Is it if it's only on Switch at the moment, I probably can't stream it. I think you it's can like get it on bucks. Steam. Okay, hang on. We'll do something we don't normally do. We're going to boot up Steam while I'm recording. Oh God, because you, your computer's going to explode. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Wrestling Empire, 29 bucks. Oh my God, do we do this and do what we were talking about as a fuck it Fridays once in a blue moon and just bring yeah. you in the call and we just go, what the fuck's going on? I mean, yeah. it doesn't look too bad. I see. It's very like Nintendo. Mist and Tim Maddie McFly. Maddie McFly's Marty Janetti, I know that. Who's Mist. Um, T-E-N-R-Y-U. The problem is they don't have a search feature in the roster, so you have to sort of just scroll through and see if you can find him. I think that's Tucker Michinoku. That's got to be Tucker. (laughs) Yeah, that's Tucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wayne Barrage. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's got to be Tucker Oh yeah, I that's mean, Tucker And that's original G under him <laughs> Mr. T uh, there, there are like original characters they've created That that photo is strictly all their original ca- characters Um, Yeah, that's all their original guys I guess they don't put in their rip-off guys too much in the promotional footage. Stormer. It's kind of a Batman rip-off. Yeah, okay. I think uh, what we were talking about off-screen might actually happen. I get Fridays where we just do this and shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be so good. Uh, Oh, fuck yeah. Gino White? Gino White. Oh, who is Bud Harley? Bob Holly? (laughs) Of course it is. Uh, Japan 
Is writing some pro wrestling territory? So, what business does wrestling revolution have here? Oh, yeah. so there's storylines and stuff to it as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you you sort of like how you interact with other wrestlers is how your storylines are formed. Ooh. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll be downloading that uh, after we record. Otherwise, the core, <laughs> core quality is going to go to buggery. Uh, so we shall. Uh, if it lets me. Yeah. Okay, shall we get talking about actual wrestling because we've been going on about a video game you've been playing for like 20 minutes? Uh, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> he sounds so enthusiastic to get to the week that was. <laughs> did you happen to catch New Beginning from Osaka? I did not, my man. I did <laughs> not. Okay, uh, of note on here. Dip -dip 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 -dip. Never O-Flight six-man tag team championship match that saw House of Torture, Evil, Show, and Yujiro Takahashi with Dick to Go lose to Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Ren Narita. Bloody hell. I don't know if they have an official faction group name yet, but the rumoured name I have seen going around is like Sons of Strong Style or Strong Style Sons, something like that. Right. Uh, Hikalelu defeats Jay White in a Loser Leaves Japan match. Yeah, and I just saw something just on Twitter just before about um, Eddie Kingston and Jay White having a match in America coming up, and it's also a Loser Leaves New Japan match. Uh, yeah, we'll get there when we talk the uh, Battle in the Valley card in a moment. Uh, Hikalelu, Jay White, really good match, uh, especially like Jay's post-match comments sort of seems like he's thanking the fans as he sort of goes off into the backstage area. Uh, never open-weight title saw Tama Tonga defeat El Fantasmo in 27 minutes, and your main event saw Kazuchika Okada defeat uh, King of Pro Wrestling champion provisional holder Shingo Takage to retain his. IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, good. Good second half of the card there. First half of the card is typical New Japan stuff. You can skip it if you want. Otherwise, it's solid in-ring. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jay White loses this match, and then we look over to the Bell in the Valley card, which sees recently added stipulation loser leaves new japan eddie kingston versus joe white i wonder how that's gonna go oh what? so the match against hikaleu wasn't a loser leaves new japan match it was a loser leaves japan match loser leaves japan is in the country yes yeah right that's where my confusion was and this one's leaves new japan pro wrestling I mean, one guy's not contracted to New Japan. The other guy's contract is up. I'm pretty sure we know where this is going. Yeah, the fact that it's Eddie Kingston that's taken him out is weird. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. Uh, of note, being added to this uh, card from uh, San Jose, California, are you watching live on fight or are you going to watch the uh, Japanese feed? Um, 
remember it's a pay-per-view now for North American New Japan shows oh. on Vibe for English feed. Or it's split up over a month with two matches per week. I honestly don't know if I'll be watching live at all anyway, so we'll have to see. Fair enough. Uh, so off note, that got added, uh, that stipulation to the Eddie Kingston-Jay White match, uh, we see uh, the New Japan World Television Championship being defended by champion Zack Sabre Jr. against Clark Connors. And in your co-main event position is the women's match as added this week to the main event, which saw all the internet fans divided. IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match, Kazuchika Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean, I get wow. why they did it. It's not for the the live crowd because the gate sells apparently are pretty good from what I've heard. Yeah. I think it's for the fact that your English speaking audience, you're putting this behind a pay-per-view. So you yeah. want to drive more of your uh, sole English audience to that pay-per-view window. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I'm not spending, actually I can pop open fight while we are here and see how much it is on fight. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Revolution. Uh, uh, here we are. So Sunday, 1 p.m. our time. Oh, 1 p.m. my time, which means uh, 2 p.m. your time. Mm. Uh, where's the price for this thing? 20 US bucks. Hell to the no. Uh, A bit much. USD to AUD. Uh, what are we saying? 20 bucks, yeah, 30 bucks Australian. Hell to the no, That's yeah, no, thank you. Um, what do you think about this uh impromptu main event being uh positioned above Kari Mercedes Manair? Wrong call, I think it's the right call. I don't think the hype has stayed with that Kyrie uh, Mercedes match. I think the hype like pretty much died within a week or two. Yeah, that's true. I think and they needed to pull out something a little bit bigger. I don't know if that was the right answer, but like it. Tanahashi Okada, like, ugh. but yeah, sure. It's a couple of big stars. Yeah, I'm just having a look at the capacity of this building they're running. Uh, 2,850, of course, that's the um, dependent upon the uh, layout for wrestling and whatnot. Yeah. So it's not a, not a huge venue, but Oh boy, I hope it's a uh, full for New Japan's sake and everything that's going on there yeah. at the moment. Um, should we touch on a dynamite from this week? I mean, I suppose we can touch on a the big match coming out of last week, was it, or this week? Last what? week, the uh, tag team match. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the Ask Boys are tag champs. Cool. 
I'm an ass boy. I assume this is just so FTR can beat him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Why else would the ass boys have gone out of their way to have that funeral to um to FTR after they bet them and then they start dropping all their titles? It makes yeah. sense for them to do that and then FTR come back and win the AEW titles. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's fine. It's something. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Uh, anything really of note this week from AEW for you? Uh, this week, um, the... Are we talking about the one from last week or this week's one? Uh, the one from yesterday. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, that main event was ass, and I no pun intended, because that fucking spot broke my brain with the spray paint on Tony Storm's butt. I don't know if this is better than her having a python in her face. Fair call. Fair call. This and Sarai's return, it sucked so far. It hasn't been good. The whole, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Outsiders gimmick that they're doing? You know what they're doing? They're just doing the Bella Twins fucking best of hits. But with the bloody the... L's on their head and just being like, yeah, you're a loser. They're just doing like 2010 Bella Twins spots. Oh, the beautiful people did it before the Bellas. Yeah, this is... like, But look at the era that those acts happened in. That was like peak Divas era. This is yeah. a Divas act in a women's wrestling era. And, and big... Go on. And, no, it just doesn't fit in today's women's wrestling landscape. And, ah, it's it's fucking... They've done so well at recently building up more and more women, and this whole act is just shitting all all over everyone that Paige and uh, Soraya and Tony Storm get near. That's all it does, is make... the whoever they're with look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um what they call their team name? Uh, did they have a name? I think they do now. It just might be entered into um cage match, but it's not too important. The whole problem is here. So with um looking at this through the presented booking with fan logic. Soraya and Tony hate these AEW originals. They dislike AEW. They dislike these originals again, chances. Hang on, Tony. Wasn't it six months ago you were AEW women's champion? Yeah. Yeah, this is where <laughs> I just went, hmm, there's a giant fucking Pluto size hole in your plot here. Yes. Also, <laughs> just, just, there needs to be something happening. We need to get to the next stage. And if 
they are waiting for this Monet Kari match to happen and then go to the next stage, which a few fans are thinking with Monet coming to AEW, it might be uh, stalled at the moment in whatever gear you call this before we uh, pick up. Do you think if Monet came in and teamed with Soraya and Tony, would that help this at all? Um, the problem with Monet is that we've only seen one thing from Mercedes Monet, and that was a fucking horribly botched fucking debut at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So. I can only judge what I have seen of Mercedes Monet because everything else before that was Sasha Banks. And I've only seen one thing of Mercedes Monet and it sucked. So I don't think that she helps. <laughs> fair call, fair call. Um, other notes on here. Uh, we saw Blackpool Combat Club in action. I still don't get why they're going by this name. when. John Moxley was prepared to kill Regal because he betrayed the combat club. And then you look on the other side of the uh, ring and you have LaFaction in Goblin Arblaze without Andrade still. Is Andrade coming back? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, he's probably hanging out with Miro somewhere. Is Miro coming back? <laughs> I don't know, he's probably hanging out with Andrade somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. We could form a new League of Nations. We've got Andrade. We've got Miro. Um, Pack. We've got Pack. Pack can replace Wade Barrett. Okay, and that just leaves uh, another European person. Hmm. Kip? Kip, yeah, Kip sure, Kip in there. Yeah, well, you got the Miro Kip connection there. Obviously, Miro was Kip's best man. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, touch on Raw quickly from this past week. I'd rather talk about that than fucking Dynamite from this past week because Dynamite is on a fucking downward trajectory. AEW's on a downward trajectory. It's depressing. You know what's not on a downward trajectory? What? Ring of Honor coming back March something or other. Same date as when Tony announced he brought the company. Yeah, their TV's coming back. However, the TV tapings is all taking place from Orlando, Florida, Universal Studios. Oh, really? To, To begin with, I don't hate it. However, you need to get the fuck out of that studio as quick as you can. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Instant TNA vibes. Um, I suppose oh, with God. that, yeah. should Tony, and I've heard many people talk about this, should Tony hand the reins over to someone else to book Ring of Honor to give it a different feel, a different vibe, a different presentation to what we see on the four AEW shows, Bell of the Belts and the pay-per-views from AEW. Yes, a thousand percent he should. Okay, who do you put in that position then? 
Well, you look at the backstage stuff that he has. There is a lot of former Ring of Honor guys there. You've got Christopher Daniels backstage. Surely he could do it. Um, yeah. Oh, there's a few others. that They've had BJ Whitmer back there before too. Jerry like Lynn? He, he works backstage. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Um, like there's multiple options, but you know, this is this is a fucking hard ask of Tony Khan for him to swallow his pride. Yeah. I think the most underrated era of the entire Ring of Honor run was under the booking of one James E. Cornette. That is, that is actually true. Isn't, like, Steen's rise to the top under Cornette? Yeah. The Cornette versus Steen feud was the best. Like, when Steen got fired for destroying El Generico and then Steen wasn't in Ring of Honor for a year but kept invading every few months. <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. And it wasn't like, oh... All right, it's the next like quarterly pay per view. So here comes Kevin Steen. No, it was it was like oh random TV show. Here's Kevin Steen. All right, now it's time for the pay per view. Surely Steen shows up. No, he doesn't show up. Random house show. Steen shows up. It wasn't predictable when he would show up. It was so well done. So yeah, bring in Cornette. Um, Fuck it. Just looking at the um. The like on air personnel listed here for AW. Do you give that position to someone like a, a Jeff Jarrett or a Sanjay Dutt? Actually, that's not a bad call either. That's yeah. a good call. And um, I suppose the last bit of uh, AW Ring of Honor news is a. Uh, AEW house shows coming soon to a town near you. Have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, it's interesting. Um, obviously, uh, we all remember that AEW has actually done one house show before. Um, and it was at Daly's place. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking make it a TV show. But it was pandemic era, so I guess that's the only place they could work. <laughs> um, yeah, and apparently they recorded that whole show and, like, maybe one day it'll get released, which would be interesting now because that was a couple of years ago. It would be interesting now to see that roster. <laughs> the House um, Always Wins show. Yeah. I'm sure the results are somewhere. Um, yeah, I can look them up if you actually want me to. And we can yeah, have a talk sure. about it. Okay, okay. Give me one second here. Uh, but, yeah, uh, do you think this is a smart move for AEW when they're having trouble selling tickets to, to Rampage and whatnot? So, as soon as this was announced, I remembered immediately John Moxley's first podcast after leaving the WWE and signing with AEW on Talk is Jericho. And him yeah. talking about 
I'm glad that I'm at a company that doesn't do pointless house shows. What the fuck is the point in a house show? You're just wasting your wrestlers' bump cards, and everyone that goes to the shows knows that nothing happens on them. What's the point? I suppose um, that's, that's a good point. Should they be taping, like, not everything, but the occasional match for Dark or Dark Elevation at these house shows? I would recommend that they record the entire show and then, like, once every, say, every quarter of a year, they release one of these house shows on AEW+. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad way of doing it. Okay, so I found the uh, results here for the House Always Wins. Interesting. Let's go. Okay. AEW TNT Championship number one contendership 15-man battle royale that saw the Butcher, who had at the time Matt Hardy and the Bunny, defeating Alex Reynolds, Austin Gunn, Cole Cabana, Colton Gunn, Ethan Page, Eva Luno, uh, five, who I believe is Alan Angels. Yep. Lance Archer, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Stark, Scorpio Sky, Stu Grayson, uh, 10, who I believe is Preston Vance, and The yep. Blade. Uh, reported the time. Yeah. Uh, so this is the uh, 9th of the 4th, 2021. Uh, Eight-man tag team match that sees the pinnacle, Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood, MJF and Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard and Wardlow ringside defeat the team of Christopher Daniels, Dante Martin, and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. A Duval street fight that sees Cody Rhodes defeating Aaron Solo. (laughs) Fucking hell. And one of them's probably going to wrestle in Wagga this year, and the other one's going to wrestle at WrestleMania in the main event. I can't wait to see Cody at Wagga. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, did you see one of your boys is coming out to Melbourne in a few months for WSW? Uh, who's that? Cardona, again. Oh, I thought that was announced months ago. Oh, okay. We just yeah, haven't nah, talked him, about it with all the other news. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, him and Myers are announced. Ooh, exciting. Hey, somebody ring up JXT. I want that match. Cardona, yeah. JXT. I've, I've already... This is a shoot, brother. I've already messaged the J-Stick, and he said he won't be back from his knee reconstruction in time for the WSW tour. Unless... <laughs> unless... Unless he pulls a Jake Paul... <laughs> Ah, uh, he might be working on oh, Jake brother. Logan. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I wish. I love KXT. He's, yeah. um, is, was it first Mayhem? No, was it? Um, Academy, uh, Relentless uh, are doing their first showcase shows this weekend, but they're oh, non televised. Awesome. awesome. Uh, so yeah, going back to the house always wins. We saw Jake Cargill defeat. Rekka Takaha okay. <laughs> in 3.30. A six-man tag that saw best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent with Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander ringside defeat the hybrid two, excuse me, uh, the team of Angelico and Jack Evans with Max Caster. Uh, 
Eddie Kingston defeated Cesar Benoni. Fucking hell. Is this the where the, uh, the man got released from AEW? No, no, no. That's the um, that's Tino Sabatelli. Oh, okay. Cesar Bononi was the big Brazilian dude who used to be on NXT as well, but he ended up being a member of the Wingmen with, like, Ryan oh. Nemeth and Peter Avalon and shit. Gosh. Uh, an eight-man tag team match that sees Hikaru Shida, Red Velvet, Rio Mizunami, and Tay Conti defeat Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Nyla Rose, Rebel, and The Bunny. A 10-man tag team match that sees Death Triangle, oh, Pac- Penta Alzira Meta, and Ray Phoenix, along with Matt and Mike Sardell, defeating the team of the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, along with Kenny Omega, Kanosuke Takeshi, and Michael Nakanaka Nakazawa. And that was Takeshi's first ever match for AEW. Yep. However... <laughs> first like a debut match and in your uh main event that saw uh the butcher who won earlier in the night facing at the time tnt champion darby allen and uh what you know it darby allen retains on this uh non-televised show yeah um, one thing i have noticed here what i was saying about john moxley hating house shows yeah didn't see his name on that card. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so this is where Kenny is world champ at the time. Hikaru Shida is women's champ. The Bucks are tag champs. Darby Allen's TNT champ, and they've got Brian Cage flying around as FTW champ. I mean, oh man, what a time! Uh, man, oh. Oh, and that was April. Yeah. Yeah, so at that point in time, Brian Danielson's getting ready to main event WrestleMania. Uh, what a what an odd time. Yeah, oh, essentially, AEW and WWE traded, like, top stars with Danielson and Cody. Yeah, Cody's yeah. pretty much slid into the Daniel Bryan position now. That is actually true. Um, yeah. Do we touch on Raw now after all that uh, sidetracking with Ring of Honor and uh, AEW? This is what happens when we record on a Friday night, humans. Yeah. Uh, we sidetrack. We sidetrack hard. But, yeah, let's talk about Raw, the best show in wrestling right now. Don't you mean we sidetrack hard all day or night with the proud of <laughs> people who are ready to fight? Say <laughs> yo, yo. Yeah. Might hear that again soon. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so we saw the Judgment Day in action. I am actually turning the page on the Judgment Day, but it's mainly because of Dominic and Rhea. Oh, it's 100% because of that. <laughs> but also, like, Finn Balor's start, starting to find his role. After like, about a year. He's starting to figure out that he can just be a little goofy and a little comedic now, and they're not being spooky anymore. Yeah, that's also a big help. Yeah, and now they're just like, they're kind of just a massive bunch of dorks, but it's kind of funny, and everyone likes it, and 
Finn Balor's gimmick nowadays is essentially he is WWE's Jake Hager. He wears a bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> I like this hat. I like uh, this hat. Anything of note for you from uh, from Raw? Um, gosh, what happened on this one? Um, so we had Brock cutting a, an in-ring promo saying, you know, I go home, I crawl out of bed with my wife, and oh, then yeah. four or five hours later, all I could think of is Bobby Lashley. Was this the... Oh, this was the Cody Sammy promo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. We talked yeah. about the, uh, the Paul... Uh, yeah. Paul Cody won the week before. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the, the Baron Corbin bit they've been doing on this particular episode of Raw. Is it going um, back to bum-ass Corbin? I think we're on our... Well, it was the best Corbin. So, yes, <laughs> do it again. What do you want, Constable Corbin again? Yes, Fuck I want Constable Corbin again. Yeah. Yeah, Corbin. Yeah, hardcore cunt. Free. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Baron Corbin's cut, like getting interviewed, and then the interviewer just goes, the interviewer full on puts her finger in his mouth and just goes, shh, Cody's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh. is great. And then um, he starts cutting a promo on Cody backstage. He's like, oh, um, your dad was a loser. Your brother's a loser. Your dog. And he was about to say Pharaoh was a loser. And then Cody starts bashing him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he's fine with letting people say his dad and his brother's a loser. But as soon as you bring up Pharaoh, that's crossing a line. Fucking oath it is. Oh. The weirdest thing is, you got to remember, Cody actually did go and wrestle in Impact for a bit. Did he, or did he not appear because of the GCW crossover thing? The JFW. What did I say? GCW. Oh, completely different company, yes. GFW. GFW Gold. So I think he appeared at Impact first, but then he eventually did show up in JFW and won the... Global Global Force Next Gen Championship. Yeah, maybe that's where those uh, Noah commentators got confused. Yes. <laughs> Two-time <laughs> Next Champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, uh, looking f- over to Elimination Chamber, uh, coming to you from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I'm just going to put out there, Montreal, WWE loves to ram home a certain pay-per-view finish from Montreal, always reminding us. Mm. Do we see that with Jay, like, throwing in the towel on Sammy? I, I, I think we do. And that's where we get the tag match? But I also think we might get a non-finish with Sammy and Roman. And I think we might get a triple threat at Mania. I don't see it because Triple H hasn't really done anything to course correct. 
The, they basically planted the seeds for a triple threat with the Cody and Sammy promo on Raw. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Although you could argue, like, they could be setting up to maybe just a, a match on TV. Mm. Um. Yeah, so just looking at a chamber, we've got Austin Theory, defending US champion, putting it on the line in the chamber against Seth and Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Do you see a title change? And uh, if so, on who? If the rumours are true that they are possibly doing Austin Theory and John Cena at WrestleMania... If those rumours are true, then yes, we're seeing a title change. And I Ooh. think jo- I think Johnny Gargano. Um, Unless... I'm just looking at the dates now. With John Cena filming currently in Victoria some Zac Efron movie, they said mm-hmm. they're filming for another month. They'd take it until mid-March. Mm. So he should be free by WrestleMania. Yes. And unless they want to do something real wacky and put the belt on Seth Rollins and have Logan Paul win the US title at WrestleMania. Hey, it wouldn't be any worse than David Arquette winning the WCW title. Mm. Who had a better match? David Arquette with Nick Gage or Logan Paul with The Miz? David Arquette with Nick Gage. Why is this even a question? Of course it is. Yeah. 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 Miz, as good as he is, he's uh, not going to get much out of a a very green Logan Paul. Uh, Following that, uh, match two announced on the card sees the women's chamber to challenge the Raw Women's Champion at WrestleMania 39. So we see Asuka versus Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus uh, Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia versus Carmella. I mean... I mean, we all want Asuka to win, right? (laughs) That's the thing. I'm just sort of going through my head. Carmella and Bianca, no. Natty and Bianca, okay, well, Natty's sort of a veteran. Raquel and Bianca, no, I don't really see that. Nikki and Bianca, no. Liv and Bianca, maybe. Oscar and Bianca, yeah, that's probably where it's going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where they're really going with a lot of the mania things. Uh, we see a mixed tag match of... Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Judgment Day members Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Is this where Beth and Edge get their win in Canada, setting up a maybe a possible TV match afterwards, or Edge and someone versus Finn and Priest or Finn and Dominic for Mania? I would argue that Rhea and Finn should win this. Well, yes, because the Judgment Day always freaking loses. They won this week on TV, but... This match should end, too, with Rhea pinning Beth. 
Well, no. yes, because she's the freaking Rumble winner. R- Rumble winner. Yeah, and then you can set up that, like, afterwards you have Edge come out and be like, all right, but you didn't pin me and I didn't pin you. Let's settle this at Mania. Yep, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. We see, not sponsored by Bud Light. I'm going to have a cause Light. So that's a man's beer, cause Light. <laughs> Should be sponsoring Brock at the moment, god damn it. Uh, so Brock versus Bobby. Does this go a no contest and we run it back at Mania, or does uh, Brock get his win here and we go separate ways? I, I pose that this is essentially an unofficial number one contendership match for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I Winner faces that. Gunther. Like... Ooh. Bobby versus Gunther, fantastic. Brock versus Gunther, I hook it in my veins. Either way, winner faces Gunther. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Gunther's got to do something. Um, After what he did at the Rumble, he needs something substantial at WrestleMania. Not just fucking the Bang Bros. Banger after banger. Um, and, of course, the match that will probably main event, Roman Reigns, the defending undisputed WWE Universal Champion against Sami Zayn. They're going to have their work cut out for them with this crowd. I mean, on the other That's hand, heat, Roman brother. is supposed to be a heel. That's heat, brother. Mm. Um, uh, I, I don't hate the idea of Sami losing this one, though, in his hometown. Yeah. If it... If it winds up that the Usos drop the belts to Kevin Sammy at Mania. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, so looking forward to uh, WrestleMania confirmed matches at the moment. Roman Reigns versus Cody for the undisputed uh, championship there. Charlotte versus Rhea for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I mean, yay. It'll be fine. They'll be in front of a live crowd this time. It'll be fine. <laughs> We're probably going to have Dominic versus Ray. Yep. Uh, and the other confirmed match here, there's only the three so far. Bianca versus the Women's Elimination Chamber winner um, this week. Yeah, so other matches, probably Dominic Ray, probably Sammy and KO against the Usos. Uh, Seth and Logan. Seth and Logan, uh, you said the winner of this uh, Brock-Bobby match probably going against Gunther because Gunther needs something. And WrestleMania... I will will preface that with, if there is a clean winner of Brock and Bobby, the winner's going to face Gunther. Yeah. But if there isn't a clean winner, then they're obviously going to run it back at Mania. And and then Gunther will probably get Drew and Sheamus or something. Yeah, and they've got uh, two nights there to fill. Okay, so uh, that takes care of those. Where would you put damage control for the Women's Tag Team Championship? (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. But but it's Dakota. Yeah, that's good and all, but 
what other women's tag team do they have on them? Oh, they've got Ronda and Shayna together now. Do that. Okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah, actually do that. Okay. Um, like, putting the tag belts on Ronda might actually elevate those belts a little. That is true. Uh, United States Championship's being defended in the chamber this week. Uh, Charlotte's going to face uh, Ronda, we said. Gunther, we talked about. And then that just leaves the NXT Championship matches. I suppose we can touch quickly on uh, Stand and Deliver here. What the hell are they doing with Waller and Sean? So I reckon Waller's going to face Shawn Michaels' hand-picked opponent at Stand and Deliver. And it's going to be the debuting Dragon Lee. Isn't there visa issues with Dragon Lee at the moment? And that's why he's not there yet. Well, he is a possibility um, that I, I was thinking. I didn't know the visa issues. Here's the other possibility. Have you seen that someone is making their debut on NXT Level Up this weekend? No. Is a fella by the name of Eddie Thorpe. Eddie um, Thorpe. Yeah, Google NXT level up Eddie Thorpe. Carl Fredericks. <laughs> yep. Uh, hopefully you can find the photo that I saw. Because, yeah. Um, he looks interesting. Uh, this? Yes. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what What happened? I don't know. How does he look less cool now? He looked semi-cool before. Hang on. <laughs> he looks like a fucking human there. Like a really cool human. Now he looks like some fucking anime like character. Why has he got like the the shiny triangle earrings and his head? Why has he got the Native American neck piece? <laughs> oh no, he had that in New Japan. That's alright. He just didn't yeah. do it up as tight in New Japan. Um yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. I guess they're going to lean into his apparently Native American roots. What's his new name? Eddie Thorpe. Eddie Thorpe, yeah. Mm, sure, why not? What a... F- like, what happened to the days where people were able to be like, all right, we don't need to use a generic human name for a wrestler? Like, what was his fucking New Japan nickname? Like, the Alpha Wolf? Yeah. Fucking great wrestling name. Just, here comes Alpha Wolf. Fuck yeah. I don't know. Yeah, oh, well. like, does everyone need to be for generic first name, generic last name? Fuck off. Eddie Thorpe? I don't know. Doesn't stand out, does it? Sounds like a Sheffield... Shield like fucking like lower division leg spinner from the nineties. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, <laughs> wow. 
like, oh, yeah, I, I, I could have made it into the Australia team, but, you know, Stewie McGill and Shane Warne. But, yeah, no, Eddie Thorpe, you no, know, he's just going to bowl his left-handed leggies in, in the Sheffield Shield for New South Wales in the B team. <laughs> uh, the thing about um, Warney was he was playing junior footy for St Kilda at the same time as well. So yeah. they wanted to draft him to St Kilda and he got down and he chose cricket. And you think... Yeah, because they... he, he had less running to do. <laughs> was what he said. But you think that St Kilda team in the 90s and they <laughs> you add Shane Warne in there and you hold on to Tony Flugger Lockett, they beat the Adelaide Crows in that grand final in 97. Fucking oath they do. But uh, hang on, like... Who are we to assume that Shane Warner would be any decent at that level? Nah, I, I mean, <laughs> he sounded pretty decent. Yeah. Um, we might as well... <laughs> less less uh, independent cricketers and uh, more independent contractors as wrestlers. Uh, where do we see the uh, championships falling for stand and deliver? I mean... NXT champion Braun Breaker. That's uh, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I think Carmelo beats him. Fuck me, I did check out the Braun Breaker returns to NXT segment on NXT this week. I've not watched NXT other than the Grayson Chris <clears throat> clips that are going online. Um, and Braun Breaker's standing in the ring trying to cut his promo, and the entire NXT crowd's just chanting. Braun Breaker sucks. Braun Breaker sucks. They have fucking jumped the shark with Braun Breaker and he needs a serious fucking repackaging or something. He needs to generic be generic like baby face. Yeah, fucking someone hook him up with the growth hormones and dye his beard. <laughs> you see, Camilla Hayes. You got a 33 and a third chance. <laughs> Not even a triple threat, Bron. Yeah. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> uh, uh, where, do we, where do we see Roxanne Perez heading? Uh, I think she's, her title run's going to stay for a bit. So I'd, I don't know who she's going to wrestle. Um, yeah, I've got no idea who yeah. moves up in that women's division. Whatever happened to Saray? Uh, Shawn Michaels got in charge? Yeah, I guess. I guess that's it. I actually, no. I think on this week's NXT, they set up something with Miko Satamora and Roxanne. Miko's still under contract? I thought she left after she dropped the title of Mandy. No, I... she's, st- she's still part of the company, apparently. I've not heard anything about her since she lost to Mandy. Yeah. And now she shows back up wanting what, a rematch, I assume? I guess a shot. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, did you see Ding Dong? Hello? I saw that boot. What the fuck? Dude. <laughs> unreal. Unreal. The the thing that got me was the going with Gigi as the baby face and JC as the heel. 
Yeah. It screams the other way. Yep. Oh, good Lord. Good luck to him. I'm sure Gigi can pull it off just fine. JC, best of luck to you. Okay, uh, North American Championship. Do you think this is a Shawn Michaels hand-picked opponent for uh, one Grayson Waller? If that's where they're going to go? That would be nice too, but I don't know. Yeah, at least if it's his hand-picked opponent, it makes a bit of sense why he's getting this title shot after losing two, like, world title shots. Yeah. Uh, Gallus, uh, the NXT Tag Team Champs, uh, they bet the New Day also in that match pretty deadly and uh, chase you. Is this Gism's time to shine with uh, whatever the fuck they're calling um, uh, former Grizzled Young Vets? I mean, sure. Why not? I, I don't know. Um their tag division's pretty tuned out for me, so. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, women's tag team championship, Fallon Henley and Kiana James, anyone you'd see challenging out of that? Uh, Ronda and Shayna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a, a bit of a, a lackluster uh division there as I'm just having a quick look through anyone that jumps out at me uh, was it Ava Rain is Rock's daughter but she doesn't have a tag partner I don't think she's even wrestled yet oh dear lord um, I'm just looking I'm just looking who's Wendy Chu hanging out with I uh, don't I think she was hanging out with like Nikita Lyons but Nikita Lyons is injured Okay, who's Indy hanging out with? Mm, hopefully the main roster. <laughs> yeah, ha- call up Candace. Have Indy and Candace challenge for this because why the fuck not? Uh, Fucking looking- have have damage control versus Candace and Indy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on the main roster. Okay, I like that idea. Um... Ilya Dragunov still under contract? Yeah. What the fuck is he still doing in it? Call him up to the main roster. Like, why won't half these people in the Rumble instead we got no one and Booker T? No one, actually, who wrestles on NXT. I mean, I'm looking through this men's tag division and there is nothing that jumps out. I mean, Still what? Does my You're head go... in that we... go on. It does my head in that we wasted Rumble spots on, like, no offense to him, but like Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Like, do we need to see them in this? Does yeah. anyone really believe half of a tag team's going to win the Rumble? And they're like, in this in under as five much as I love Chad. Yeah, as much as I love Chad Gable and Otis, like. That's another two spots you could have put on, like, a surprise. Yeah. Here's Ilya Dragunov. Here's Grayson Waller. Oh, fuck. We just brought up Otis. Quickly, let's just quickly touch back on Raw and a tiny little segment with Maximum Male Models and 
Alpha Academy. Yeah. And Max Maxine Dupree um is trying to recruit Otis or as she says, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> and and he goes, Mmm, Otis. And he does this little winky face. And then she says, Here's my card, we'll be in touch. And then he goes, Mmm, in touch. <laughs> so we're doing another fucking like Otis is a comedy thing again, and I think we're vaguely redoing the Mandy Rose Otis thing, except now he's a model. This is going to be fantastic. Okay. Um, I mean, looking at the NXT men's division, is this the time for Drew Gulak and Hank Walker? No, I think it. <laughs> I think we're going to get um, whatever the fuck William Regal's son's name is again. Um, I forgot. But against Drew Gulak at Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Hello, Frank Walker from National Times. Wait, no. What the hell is Regal's son's name? It's something stupid. Charlie Dempsey. Oh, oh, yeah, it is too. Okay, um, do we touch a bit on the uh, Aussie scene before we wrap things up? Yeah, come on now. Okay, uh, Fox News report, quote, it's full circle Australian wrestling star Buddy Matthews regains top local title and proves he's not, quote, selfish. That was totally not necessary. <laughs> From and Max- so, some people within the... I, I have no inside sources, so don't think I'm trying to imply anything here. But I could see that some people within the local scene, seeing Buddy Matthews win the local title, they could see that entire, entire thing is exactly selfish. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so it goes on to see in here to say, uh, yes, we are talking about Buddy Matthews and MCW and the house always wins and their title match. Uh goes in to say that he left 10 years ago as Matt Silver. Uh, peak of his career was in WWE as Buddy Murphy winning the Cruiserweight title at the MCG. Jump forward to his MCW World Heavyweight Championship match against Mitch Waterman at Formbury Theatre. Packed house, uh, cheering on, um, uh, who now works for the number two US promotion, AEW. Just goes on here. Um, so here's where I sort of um, went, what? Matthews claimed the most prestigious title in the country on Saturday night, regaining the MCW World Heavyweight Championship. I would argue it is. Debatable, isn't it? Here's my thing. The the one that's probably closest to being up for debate, no offence, right, City, is probably the PWA title, right? In terms of prestige at the moment? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, probably. But here's my argument as to why the PWA title falls below the MCW belt. Because there was a really long period of time, thanks Caveman Ugg, where the PWWA title meant more in PWA than the PWA title. Also true. Yeah. So, uh, thanks. Thanks, Ugg. <laughs> for me, this is just like an aesthetic thing. I don't like the way the MCW title looks since they changed it from the uh, heavyweight title version to the world title version. Yeah. If I, can I mean, prestige and looks are completely different things. Yes. Uh, where's the MCW one? Uh, here's it with Brooksy. So you see how Australia's squished there on the globe on the center yeah. plate? Yeah. Where is Melbourne City Wrestling based in what country? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and where is this, Where is New Zealand where this championship has been defended? Yeah. Not even on that map. Um, for me, my favorite looking title in all of Australian wrestling is still the old NWA Australian National Professional Wrestling Championship. Yeah. Uh, currently in the possession of Wrestle Rampage of um, Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and did you have to have a chance to read this article uh, that I sent you earlier in the week about um, from PW Down Under about their guide to Australia's top promotions? I didn't see that one. Let's go over it. Okay. I can splice in our um, bit from the Wazzies where we were talking our own top five promotions of the area. The fifth one, and we can have a, a follow-up discussion to this as well as a as a um, talking point before we get to your, your international choices this year. Alex has uh, done the international, likely unlikely. I've done the local scene. So question five to round this out. A new Victorian company overtakes MCW as the state's biggest promotion by the end of 2023. I would argue that it's already happening. Um, but yes, likely. I say likely as well. And if you want me to go into detail about it, it's pro like Renegade of Wrestling has the heart and soul of what made uh, MCW popular to begin with. So there's a contender. DMDU has such a rabid fan base and it's very niche. Nonetheless, it's very niche, but I think they could still overtake. I think Mayhem's on their way. Mayhem is definitely the dark horse on the rise there, and then you have the established um, PCW that runs that big arena show once a year. And that was going to be the last promotion I was going to mention, like PCW, arguably already better than MCW. I was going to argue... PCW were getting there. They ran that um, big show the same night as um, MCW did Clash of the Champions. And then sort of the pandemic hit the second year they did the um, the stadium show. And they sort of haven't gone back to a stadium show since because Victoria was on such harsh lockdowns. Yeah, I would say that 
there was a time where PCW and MCW were the two front runners, and I think by the end of next year, neither of those two companies will be the front runners. So for me, number one in the country right now, like we're talking outside New Japan, Tamashi, obviously. Yeah. Uh, number one for me is PWA of Sydney. Yeah, 100%. Then you can argue, who would you argue would be next? Probably MCW still? I would argue Riot City. Yeah, Riot City does have a lot of buzz, actually. I would argue Riot City, and I would argue in third, you can almost put a three-way tie with APW, MCW, and PCW. And the re- yeah. And APW should be a lot higher, but we know why they're not. <laughs> yeah, it's their VOD. I checked again recently. It was still, yeah, a, a, a few months delay, unfortunately. Yeah, but um, yeah. So in here, uh, this coming from uh, pwdownunder.com. I can leave a link in the show notes. Uh, the article's writer is Andy Gray. Uh, so they go on to talk briefly about uh, the scene. Twenty twenty three appears great things. Da, 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 da. Akin to the Brit rest rebirth a decade ago. Dear Lord, I hope not, because we all know how that ended. Yeah, I mean, ugh. the rise was great. Oh man, I remember there was a point in time where Grado was my favorite wrestler in in pro wrestling. That was a thing. Oh. Grado was my favorite. Uh, so they go. I here haven't even off. thought about him in years. Yeah. Anyway, they go here to list off different promotions. So uh, New Japan, Tamashi. Uh, we've touched on briefly. They've only run the two uh, two show tours, like two nights for each tour. First stop was a stop in New Zealand and a stop in Sydney. Second time was a stop in Sydney and a stop in Melbourne. Still no dates announced for the Oceania Cup in Wagga. Come on, you bastards. Um, but, yeah, see how it goes. The VOD at the moment is uh, sort of what you expect for... Aussie wrestling. Anything you have to add on to Marshy that we've sort of been talking at length uh, since it got announced on this uh, podcast? I still think it's way too early to say anything about Tamashi. Yeah, it's 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 growing, and it, there's only the two initial shows on VOD when I checked um, a couple of days ago, even though the, yeah. the last two were a week or so ago. Uh, PWA, Black Label in Sydney. I think when we were talking Wazzies, we both agreed this is still the um, the biggest in Australia. They say Sydney's biggest promotion and one of Australia's top three. Uh, it is one of the biggest shows in town. Getting into Osiris rang consistently for around 15 years. It's one of Australia's, uh, much of Australia's best talent has come through PWA, such as Aussie Open, the Iconics, Grayson Waller, and Robbie Eagles, just to name a few. Um, goes on to say how they're, uh, it seems they're in a relationship with Tamashi. They co-promoted uh, Coliseum in Melbourne with MCW. They've worked previously with Nui Pro. Um, and yeah, it just says that you can watch PWA Black Label on fight. Anything you have to add on a Black Label? Uh, 
I, I, there's not much doubt that it is the most consistently watchable product in Australia. Yep. I think I, that's I like completely understating it, but I'm trying to be fair and unbiased here. It is uh, the most consistently good show. Um, yeah. Agree. Uh, they go on here. Next listed is Melbourne City Wrestling. Melbourne's biggest promotion, another one of Australia's top three. Uh, this is currently the big show in town, regularly selling out a good size venue building. MCW talent uh, and production are good as any indie show in the world, running consistently for over a decade. Melbourne City Wrestling produced stars such as Buddy Matthews. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, Indy Hartwell, Bronson Reed, Duke Hudson, and many others. Uh, you can catch MCW on fight. For me, just the pandemic really hurt MCW, as well as the change of ownership just prior to the yeah. pandemic. And sort of, here's what we're doing with the men's championship. And uh, Avery, you get to come out on this first show back, and you're going to be interrupted by Skylar Cruz. No big first defense for you yeah which uh sort of uh yeah we saw how that played out with uh, a few of uh the the sort of younger talent around mcw such as your Lockie hendrix your avery uh sort of deciding to leave and yeah. a lot of behind the state uh behind the scenes people also leaving which led to the birth of uh renegades of wrestling yeah uh they go on here. Next listed is Explosive Pro, pro Wrestling. Uh, capping off Australia's big three is EPW out of Perth. Unfortunately, with Perth being so far away and with EPW hosting irregular streams, it's not a pro promotion I'm likely to cover, uh, says this uh, reviewer. Uh, but on the level of talent it's produced in over 20 years is immense. Uh, perhaps EPW's biggest claim to fame is the original home of TMDK uh, with uh, Shane Hayes and Mike Nichols representing the stable overseas. Uh, also included members such as Bronson Reed and Duke Hudson. Uh, where can I watch EPW? There are older shows on Pivot Share as well as uh, Vimeo. But uh, yeah, we've talked about EPW at length on this um, podcast. We enjoy EPW. It's just their VOD is their biggest downfall for anyone who's not living in Perth. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Wrestle Rampage is the next one they cover here. One of the two major promotions out of Adelaide. Wrestle Rampage brand has existed for seven years, but the promotion itself goes back almost 20. The original home, Bronson Reed and Ray Ripley, uh, the talent out of the city, relatively small. Adelaide, uh, as Adelaide is incredible. Da, 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 da. Uh, goes on to say you can watch some shows of Wrestle Rampage on YouTube around a month after the show. Yeah, Wrestle Rampage isn't something we've talked too much about. Uh, just when we were originally talking, some of their VOD was either uh, behind a paywall or took a bit of time to get posted. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Rest Rampage is uh, the home promotion of one of your favourites on the Aussie scene, uh, one Tommy Knight. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> 100%. Um, 
Rat Daddy too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, another guy that the Aussie Indies should be talking more of, but just his home promotion and, again, politics and behind-the-scene lines and everything else to do with it aside, uh, a guy that should be getting more, more love. Um, I mean, scene. when... When you showed me that photo of that belt earlier, that's the first person that came to mind. Yes. <laughs> Rat Daddy. Also a very good promo. He just he just doesn't get his um I guess flowers or chocolates because of uh where he is, unfortunately. Much like uh, the EPW guys. Freaking yeah. Davis does a great job over an EPW. It's just Yeah, unfortunately, if a tree falls in the woods, does anyone hear it? Uh, yep. Next listed here is Wright City Wrestling. Allied's other big promotion, Wright. RCW is a personal fave of mine, says the reviewer. Almost 20 years old. RCW and Wrestle Rampage, WR, both demonstrated the enduring strength for the wrestling scene in Allied. Uh, RCW has undergone a minor rebuild since the pandemic, but their shows are just extremely watchable. The production is great. The show runs quickly. It's a great pace to see who is going to make a name for themselves uh, going to either MCW or Black Label in coming years. Where do I watch RCW? Uh, they post their shows regularly on YouTube for free. Um, yes. RCW, for me, currently number two promotion in Australia. What about yourself? Yeah, they're up there. They're top three for me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is it is a hard call at the moment because the pandemic sort of uh, switched the pecking order around on a, on a lot of promotions. The yeah. ground that uh, PWA and uh, EPW and MCW were the clear top three sort of got shifted on them. <laughs> Either events in their control, uh, such as EPW delaying their VOD or events out of their control with a uh, the promotions in Sydney and Victoria have to close for so long and other states being allowed to run. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next listed here is Deathmatch Down Under, Australia's first dedicated deathmatch promotion. DMDU hits the scene as hard as any other indie, uh, and then the world shut down. Under Undeterred, DMDU came back with Van going hard at deathmatches, providing a mix of variety shows and deathmatches uh, DMDU isn't everyone's cup of tea, but it books a lot of unutilized talent and is clear everyone gets a chance to show out. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've said a number of times trying to be unbiased, I don't like Deathmatch that much, but I do appreciate what DMDU, DMDU is doing. And if you have IWTV, DMDU is there. Uh, and I, then, I, I've said a number of times, completely biased, that I love death matches and I love this promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that wouldn't have anything to do with your connection to uh, Smack It Down, would it? No, not at all. But <laughs> uh, I guess that sounded sarcastic, but honestly, uh, it is my favourite promotion, 100%. Okay. Uh, following that, Renegades of Wrestling out of uh, Melbourne, Victoria. Renegades of Wrestling is a new promotion running its first show in May of 2020. But with the former MCW ownership now pulling the strings and with um, ROW bringing in 
incredible talent from interstate that no one else in Melbourne is using. It deserves attention. Production values are outstanding and the emphasis on telling interesting stories is clear. Following an elongated break uh, to finish 2022, they have already announced their first big show for 2023. Um, you can watch us, uh, Renegades of Wrestling, if you have Fight Plus. Uh, yeah, Renegades of Wrestling, definitely the uh, the soul of the former MCW. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You have Lord Andy Coyne out there on commentary. You have guys like uh, Chris Fresh, Julian James. You have Ray, who was uh, in large part a in charge of like social media sort of stuff behind the scenes which was how i followed a lot of mcw to begin with was on socials seeing the results come in yeah so yeah definitely the heart there next promotion they list is battle championship wrestling adam melvin coming to you from the white horse oh uh, dear yeah it it does deserve a shout out for its names. Uh, recent talent included Alhilo Del Vaquino, Tajiri, PJ Black, Nick Aldous, along with uh, the former Mexicals. However, they don't stream. That's why yeah. we don't cover them on this site, <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. We If we can't see it, we can't talk about it unless we go to the show in person and then we might talk about it. Exactly. Uh, Next promotion is a newer promotion to sort of uh, move up the ranks coming out of Canberra. That's Slam Wrestling. I've seen making a lot of buzz for themselves over the summer. Uh, they, at the moment, they're just uploading matches to their YouTube channel, but they yeah. haven't uploaded like a show in full. Yeah, kind of like what Mayhem do. Yeah, yeah, sort of what Mayhem were doing. Uh Newcastle Pro Wrestling out of Newcastle, New South Wales, uh, just north of Sydney, used to have a really strong talent uh, exchange program with PWA during the OVO play days, but now sort of more back to uh, their own brands. And uh, New yep. Pro now streams on IWTV. Nice. Uh, closing out their list here is World Series Wrestling, uh, so this is just purely the Australian scene, which is a local promotion, they say, running across uh, various cities. Uh, names who previously appear include Matt Cardona, John Morrison, Ty Valkyrie, Trey Miguel. Isn't Trey Miguel the one who got in trouble? No, that was um, Nash Carter. Oh, okay. And Joey Janela, just to name a few. Yeah, World Series Wrestling, to me, is a mixed bag. It's good because the international stars come out when a lot of those other international companies, your Impact, your uh, Ring of Honor for a while, weren't doing international tours, so you got these guys out. However, it does, like, four shows and then fucks off for four months and then comes back and does four or three shows and fucks off. Yeah. It's good also for the Aussie people because the Aussies get to work with the internationals, but yeah, that's about it. Um, anything else to add there for, I guess, Nui Pro or World Series Wrestling? Um, World Series Wrestling, I have a hard time accepting it as an Aussie promotion. Simple yeah. as that. I accept it as a overseas tour. Yeah. 
Yeah. They have no home arena. They have no regular scheduled stuff. They cater to the international wrestling fans within Australia. It took them forever to put the belt on an actual Aussie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I suppose uh, last bit of thing here. Do we have to talk about this news that's coming out of uh, South Australian promotion Revolution Wrestling? Yeah, let's talk about it. Oh, dear God. Like, hang on. I can bring it up here just a moment. Oh, hang on. Jim Crockett has just offered me a contract for Maple Leaf Pro Wrestling in Canada. Do you accept? (laughs) Well, goddamn, Jim Crockett. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's a dude with a tennis racket in his hand. I wonder who that could be. uh, Yeah, little bunch of bullshit. Okay. Speaking of outlaw macho bullshit, yep. this coming from uh, the owner, reportedly the owner of Revolution Wrestling of Adelaide, South Australia, uh, a fan was asking, like, your shows keep getting cancelled. When are you going to run? And uh, Scott Tennant, who is uh, allegedly the owner in this post, uh, used a uh, quite in the... Uh, a array of uh, slurs and that to uh, somebody who is, in fact, um, part of the LGBT community. Oh, fucking amateur move. So uh, this guy screenshotted, said, uh, yeah, I'm going to report you to the uh, police. Uh, have fun. <laughs> All I was asking is if you were going to run shows. And, uh, oh, dear goodness. Um, hang on. Where is my thing gone? There, there, uh, yes. So uh, then it came out. If I can find the uh, the right one, um, they did put out an apology. It says uh, Scott Tanner and Revolution Wrestling wish to apologise to those who had seen slash read the message to Aaron White, who was the uh, fan who was just asking if any shows were going to take place. Was never intended to get to all of you, and the choice of words should, uh, could and should have been better. The CEO does apologise for his actions on Monday. Revolution Wrestling will be back in the future and will be better with a new owner and new management. Again, we do apologise and hope to see you in the near future. Uh, Not just Aaron White. Thank you all. Wow. What a non-apology. Yep. Uh, a lot of comments calling them out, uh, basically saying your your statement reads as "sorry you caught us being homophobic." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Terrible. Unfortunately, this sort of shit's just always going to happen in indie wrestling. Yep. And then a few days later, they said, uh, "Scott Tennant here." Revolution Wrestling CEO, after they said they were getting rid of it. Oh, my God. Uh, I'd like to apologise to the wrestling community for what I said to Anne Wright on Monday. Would also like to apologise to my mother for bringing down the whole company. 
it was all in memory and dedication to you. Never meant to take this far. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is weird. It's just like, why? Like, if we interacted with anyone who left us feedback and said anything like that, yeah. I think whichever one of us did that, not that either of us is going to do it, the next person's going to jump on and be like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't need any more of this outlaw macho bullshit. Uh for anyone interested, uh uh Rice Wrestler, Zach Sabbath, actually talked about this on his Twitch stream on Monday, I believe it was. He had himself and Mickey Fortune and Brody Marshall, I think it was. Yeah, right. Uh talking about how they feel about uh, this South Australian wrestling, intergender wrestling in Australia. Yeah, a bunch of various things. So uh, if I could find the clip for that and Alex is uh, fine with it, I might also put that in the uh, the show notes. Yeah. Perfect. Hang on. I need to. But yeah, it... Aussie wrestling, do better. Yep. Oh, man. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we need to touch on after that. I might um, yeah, put in what we said uh, during what was the precursor to our rap uh, when we talked all the wrestling news with the uh, talking out movement, like how we thought there needs to be like background checks on some people, especially if you are running academies with children. Yeah. So yeah, rather than sure. go over all those points again, I'm just going to put a uh, disclaimer here for anyone for uh, the end of the show that might be uh, attached. Yeah. Uh, so, Alex, what's going on over on SmackDown? Have you guys uh, been able to align your schedule unlike us? Because we're recording a bit later because it was 40-degree days here, and I said, Alex, I'm not taping during a 40-degree day. It's already hot enough in the office without that. Not going to lie. It was yeah. a 40 degree day here too. And then we started recording and I was like, you know what? I might sit outside. It'll be nice and cooler now. But I'll sit outside and record. It started fucking raining. <laughs> what the fuck? Victoria. Anyway. Um, no, we haven't got our shit together yet. Um, hopefully soon. We're... Really hoping for it. I've sort of said, all right, uh, let's just not record until we can get all three of us instead of just doing two of us. So, yeah, yeah. until we can get all three of us together for an episode, we'll, you probably won't hear from us. But when we record next, you humans here listening to Wrestling Oztar will know first. So, yeah. Um, oh, I've got a match coming up against Uranus. Who do you think that is? Uh, would it be the one, Billy Gunn? No, but that's a good call. It's, it's not um, Mr. Ross? No, it, Uranus is a planet. What's another planet? Um, Saturn. Oh, Perry Saturn? <laughs> yeah. What? Yep. Okay, well... <laughs> 
yeah, this is just uh, with Alex giving me either the name or a description of their gear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no yeah. King Kong Bundy. I don't want to be in a tag team. <laughs> Use his proper name, thank you. Gorilla Grundy. Uh, actually, that's a that's a fun idea for Fugs merch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just think up of a bunch of stupid names for wrestlers and put it on the back of the shirt. Yes, perfect. Uh, like the old Roy and HG days where they'd do the, the grand final call and they'd give everyone a stupid nickname. Yeah, well, my favourite wrestler at the moment is Kobe Rogue. <laughs> okay, I suppose uh, with all that said, you know where to find us. Uh, we'll speak to you next time, humans. Good night. <laughs>
Uh, listener discretion is advised and you can feel free to switch off now and tune back in next week. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I honestly wouldn't have even thought before this year that this would be this big of an issue because I just thought, you know, we'd all sort of moved past all this sort of archaic fucking uh, toxic masculinity treat women like shit bullcrap, but... Outlaw mud show bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Um, yeah, I, I thought, you know, in the year 2020... Um, we'd be sort of past this a little bit, but we're not. Um, maybe they do courses for the fucking men. I don't know what you do. Like, Yeah. Um, so I had a few, few jotted down points here. And like, again, these are purely from a fan perspective. We haven't worked inside wrestling. We don't know how the backstage works. But it's pretty bloody evident in a lot of places the backstage isn't fucking working to begin with. So, one, a workplace agreement contract. Personally, I've signed one from work. It basically says that I'm going to treat all my fellow employees with the same respect I'd like to be treated with. So, that'd be like... In wrestling, they'd be like your promoters, your wrestlers, your AV crew, your door merch people and the trainees treating the customers with respect. So they'd be, in wrestling, fans, outside media or invited guests saying you're responsible for your own social media presence outside of company-produced content on company platforms and saying that you would not bring the company into disrepute any incident may result in punishment from the company. Like, I'm sure you've signed one of these things for your work as well, a workplace agreement, saying you're going to abide by a code of conduct. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure a lot of wrestling promotions sort of cut a lot of these sort of corners, but these are the sort of things that need to be done. Yeah, and then... To a company liaison officer or a human resources officer, basically the same name. I've got a couple at work, both my general manager as well as department manager and a third independent person. So if I had an issue with A or B, I could approach C to mediate. Yeah, there's there's five at my work, so yeah, I can definitely re- relate. So even in wrestling, so that'd be like... um a women's appointed um, a liaison officer and like maybe if you had a big indigenous presence on your roster an indigenous liaison officer and then specific practices in place for hearing and resolving grievances and issues like we have that in our workplace hearing some of these companies don't have that is astounding I thought this was crap that only still happened in America because over there you're a goddamn independent contractor yeah um I would love these things to happen, but I can just say, like, yeah, cost-cutting reasons and, like, being just shady indie wrestling promoters just being tight asses, 
not going for this sort of shit, and that makes me really, really, really upset, you know? Uh, third, student-teacher boundaries. There is a specific line that should not be crossed in the student-teacher relationship, which is romantic. This is illegal in many countries. This is a power imbalance between the pair, where the student could be blackmailed into things unwillingly. Once again, like I mentioned before, if this, if that incident in the UK happened in Australia, that would have been national news. Yeah, exactly. Um, which brings me on to my fourth point, background and blue card checks, also called uh, working with children checks. Even when work, like my pub has the community center around Christmas, they still need to undergo a background check. Yeah, uh, on that, um, at uh, about seven or eight years ago, I think now, my local cricket club uh, were looking for someone to be Santa for a kid's Christmas party, so I put my hand up. Everyone in the cricket club knew who I was, blah, blah, blah. Like, we've all, all known each other real well. But they still had to do the background check as a formality for me because I had to sit there and be a Santa. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'd like to see any wrestling school, wrestling dodo, wrestling academy going forward to implement this for any trainer who works with junior students. Okay, I'm pretty sure this is required by Australian law for any other junior sports program be it like Aussie rules, cricket, netball, soccer, bloody swimming, anything like that, I'm pretty sure anyone else would have to. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, working with children's checks, all that sort of stuff, get that done. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm still like... I still can't believe we have to have this conversation. Um, but, yeah, wrestling is a really fucking scummy place. Yeah, the, na- the name of the game is professional wrestling, not outlaw mud show bullshit. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, if a few of the smaller independents either in Australia and New Zealand either merge or fold or send all their wrestlers to a different company in order for the scene to grow as a scene to become better, I'm fine with that little sacrifice. Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, we don't need more fucking incidents here with that type of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, like we've said a a fair few times throughout this section of the show, like, this almost broke us as wrestling fans. I'm currently sitting in an office filled up with like hundreds of hundreds of wrestlers, little toy plastic wrestlers on a shelf. I've spent my entire life watching this shit. I've spent a lot of money enjoying this shit. Like, and this was what almost broke me from not wanting to bait not wanting to watch wrestling anymore. Like, this is 
this is just it's just fucked. It's just fucked. 